Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Sawbones, which is sort of the final episode of our other podcast, our other hit podcast, Losing the Sheen. I've changed my mind. I can't do this. Okay, so we didn't know quite what to do for this very special episode, and then... I'm serious. I'm out. I really... No. We can't. We can't do this. We're always so educational, and... Okay, so Sydney and I, the first podcast we ever did together was called Losing the Sheen. It's a history of two, it's, of two people watching Two and a Half Men from the point that Ashton Kutcher joined. I've developed a certain persona on Sawbones that I enjoy, where people think of me as someone who knows things, who is serious, who is concerned with the welfare of mankind. Okay, enough jibber-jabber. Who I doesn't wanna, use profanity. I want to watch some Taft Men. Uh, we are going to watch the... The final episode of Two and a Half Men is something that is really special, and it is a absolutely insane hour of television. Now, let me just clarify one point, just to make it really crystal clear. We did not watch Two and a Half Men until Ashton Kutcher joined. We stopped watching Two and a Half Men after nine episodes because it, we did not enjoy it to that extent. Because it was killing us. Because it was m- killing our souls. So then we 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 got back on board for the very last episode. Yes, and it is absolutely a stunner, and we're going to watch it with you right now. So what we've got is we've got the iTunes version of uh, Two and a Half Men, the finale. Of course, he's dead, part one and two, queued up, ready to go. We got the iTunes version because it doesn't have commercials. Uh, our, our, it's 39 minutes long, so... We are ready to watch that with you. Get your player synced. And I'm going to say three, two, one, go. And then we'll just start watching it together. Are you ready? Sydney. And please don't take back your donation. Three, two, one, go. There's a classic opener, that which has been shortened considerably at this point. <laughs> to just men. Well, first we have to recap. Yeah. You know, the time when Charlie died, Charlie Sheen. Right. Charlie Sheen died. I don't remember how. We didn't... Uh, he was some, hit by a train? He was hit by a train, maybe? It's hard to remember exactly. I think exactly. she... They maybe killed... They thought... Yeah. There, there it go. is. That's like what a, you say at a funeral. That's a funeral. Classic funeral. I don't care how much you hated this guy. Your appreciation for the sanctity of human life would at some point... Uh, there we go. That had to happen. Coocher. Well, and then his ashes being and strewn well, about the carpet. I was more excited about Coocher appearing, but what she got for us? Give me a line. There it oh, is. There, there it Crushed is. it. She's always so funny. What's what her happened? name? Olga. Thor. <laughs> In the intervening two years, what happened? I have no idea. <laughs> She's a stalker, I think, who's obsessed with him. Yes. And she was with him when he died. What this episode of Taffman proposes is maybe he didn't. Yeah. Maybe she's been keeping him locked in a sex dungeon for these two years. Right. It rubs the vodka. On its skin. As you know... Uh, Charlie Sheen and the creators of Taft Man had something of a public falling out. 
Uh, the rumors swirling before this episode aired was that maybe Charlie Sheen would be back for this finale. Whether or not he is back is something, a mystery we will leave open until the very end of this amazing episode of television. Unless you're a big fan and you already know and you're also like horrified at us making fun of your favorite show right now. In which case, I'm sorry. Men. But I also disagree with your taste in television. <laughs> I just synced men for you, by the way. Men. <laughs> so it should sound like me saying men. He just likes going men. So let's give a little recap for people who have never watched Two and a Half Men City. Tell me about these two characters. Give me their backstory. Or maybe even their names. So, okay, so that's Sad Ducky, also known as John Cryer. Mm-hmm. Also known as, what is his name on this show? Doesn't matter. Does Sad Ducky. He um, is a moocher, I think you could say. That's his whole shtick. Everybody hates his guts, and he's a moocher. And he doesn't like spending money. And he used to live off Charlie Sheen until he died. And now he lives off Ashton Kutcher. He just lives off. He just ho- he's like a barnacle, a human barnacle, latching onto whatever ship may be passing by him at the moment. Now, so that's huge for John Cryer, sad ducky, because he has never he never has money. But he has now no has money. His opportunity. He's never he's gonna, worked a job. Going to cash. I think he was a dentist. He's going <laughs> to cash in on the royalties that have been stacking up since he died. Now Ashton Kutcher is like um what a, like an internet mogul? Yeah, and on two and a half men or something. he plays a uh a different a <laughs> character. I don't know what. He... And Ashton Kutcher is like a Twitter mogul. Ashton Kutcher only did this show so he could tape the logos of companies he works with onto his internet mogul laptop. That's fact. That's my belief at least. That's how it works, actually. If you've never had unclaimed royalties, you just call a 1-800 number and you say, please make a check out to me. To me. Here is my name. This is my name. There's no lawyers involved. What do we need lawyers involved? It's two and a half mil. Everybody's got that in the OC. Just to cut a check, a check a and get it on out to me. And it's Ducky. It's trustworthy old Ducky. Look at that face. Look at, ugh. You can just send him the check. Well, that's not suspicious. Is that necessary to get the money? Here's a here's a tip for you working in bureaucracy. If you at any point hear someone say, is that necessary to get the money? They're probably running a scam. Okay, so here's what's happened at this point. Our baby has started crying and uh, Sydney has left me mid recording. So now what's gonna happen is you and me, your old buddy Justin are gonna sit here we're going to watch Two and a Half Men together. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Here's an insane panda camera. What? You just put that in your show? You just put that direct address to camera in the show? Yeah, you know who else can't wait for it to be over? Cooch, me. Your homie Justin, my beautiful wife Sydney is tending to her infant daughter. I bet both of them would tell you they want it to be over. 
That's uh, Sadaki's mom. She hates his guts. Burn. See, she really super duper hates Sad Ducky. Sydney, you uh, welcome back. How's the baby? She said, "Please, mommy, please stop watching." Please stop two watching at two and a half men, mommy. Please don't leave me to go watch two and a half men again. Don't leave it. Don't leave me this way, mommy. Please. Uh, we just missed the direct address to camera where Kucher says, "I can't wait for this to be over." <laughs> Echoing the sentiments of all of us. Not even the bet. Like not even the craziest thing that happens in this episode. Please hang in with us. Snort coke off a hooker's butt seems like one of those things that you say in a sitcom to exemplify depravity, but nobody would actually do it, right? Like, that can't be an actual, like, sex thing that people do, right? I don't think any of our listeners are probably into that. You're, hey, are any of you big into coke or hookers? What do you snort? Now, the people who listen to Losing the Sheen... You guys, you I got your uh, number. You nasty. Maybe. 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 Man. True story. We stopped doing Losing the Sheen about uh like I said, nine episodes after Kutcher took over. So it was a couple years back. Our downloads after this episode spiked. I don't know what people are Googling that are leading them back to that particular podcast, but <laughs> They are very disappointed. Uh, yeah, they were not happy. That's an in-joke. It's going to be hard with the in-jokes because we don't get them either, no. so we can't even explain We're there with you. you. That's what you say about your brother when he dies. That's what you say about any human being. Yeah, his... Okay, that's a pretty good joke, honestly. That's a pretty good gag. Well, never underestimate the mileage you can get out of herpes jokes, right? (laughs) It's a punchline for any uh, situation. Why that chicken cross the road, Sid? Herpes. Herpes, exactly. Oh, no. He not only is alive, he has escaped her sex dungeon. Never Put a Window to Dungeon is actually the name of my autobiography. My poorly uh, uh, selling autobiography. Latrain. Latrain. He is literally okay. He's an adult human for one thing. Yeah, he's an adult human for one thing. He is literally holding a device in his hand 
that would allow him to obtain the information for his fake death certificate. That's a good point. You'd think if you were going to fake a death certificate and if you were that into money, like you would put some some effort. No, that's the but that's the thing. That's how much he sucks. Is he is that lazy? He came and fake scamming money well. He just phones it in. So he gets a Okay, so just to like sort of amble around the logic of what's happening right now, this character who was dead is supposedly within the uh, logic of this episode alive. And he sent himself a bottle of scotch, some cigars, and a knife. Did he send it to himself? Like, to is himself. It for him to have when he, got, yes. when he gets there? I'm going to enjoy a good ducky stabbing. Things are getting racy. Oh, I don't know if this is appropriate. It's like the middle of the day. It's the middle of the day. Maybe and that's just how old I am. It's the middle of the day. It's the middle of the Why day. Why isn't anyone at work? It's the middle of the day and your door has a lock, Cooch. Can you help me out, please, and just maybe lock the old door? Because you know Ducky, any he's nasty. He hears the, the, the faintest whimper of something he thinks is sex. He's in that room. 30 seconds. That's true. He's constantly making constantly. up these kind of I situations. I think I left my, uh, I think I left my uh, Kindle charger. I left my, my charger for my pebble in here. I need to charge it up. So it's I always have, either that or like, I think my herpes ridden dead brothers come back to I life to kill me. I think I left some of my brother ashes around here somewhere. <laughs> Shmee Ducky, this is how I talk now. <laughs> what, what is Ducky becoming? It's sort of like Walter Matthau going like this, shaking his head back and forth. Fact. 12 years of... That's how long... Wait, that's how long this show? This is season 12, 12 yeah. 12 years? 12 years of high-quality laughs. Do you know what's really upsetting? Uh, hit me. How many seasons did Veronica Mars run? Three. Yeah. Three. So four times longer. Four times longer. And I think the seasons were longer, too. I'm not sure about that. Wait, did Veronica Mars go three or four? Either way, it doesn't matter. It is not, it's not fair. It's a grave injustice. This is so sad. So this is a crazy thing that's about to happen in this episode. These characters are going to keep chatting, and the way this scene ends is like, I'm not sure why they're allowed to put it on television, frankly. A lot of love in this room. Why? That, this, that was the thing. We talked about this a lot on Losing the Sheen. Everybody on this show is so miserable, and they all hate each other. Mm-hmm. Why does everybody like it? I I don't know, except so they can watch it and think like, well, I'm better off than they are, at least. Is that the thing? I mean, there's comedy traditions of, you know, you watch 
people and you don't want to be them because their lives suck, but you still think they're funny. The Simpsons, I guess, have kind of a rough life in most episodes. But they love each other. They have those episodes where they show that they love each other. That's true. Now, to be fair, to be fair, though, they may have had episodes like that in Two and a Half Men. We do not know. That's fair. At least none of the ones we saw were like that. Some tender episodes may have been in the mix. Okay, he just said Ellen. That's not how you pronounce Alan, Cooch. Nobody's trying here, honey. Do you think anybody's trying? <laughs> hey, guys, did that sound like I said, El- you know what, never mind. It doesn't matter. Let's just please wrap this up. Just keep. Just keep talking, everyone. Just, yep. Okay, here we go. That's a crazy thing to put in your show. Also, 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 madam, madam, there is an elderly woman three feet from you. How are you still, like, what is your uh, engine that you can still get that heat revving? His bathroom is just really sexy. It must have lots of, like, lotion. I bet it is, though. A lot of lotions and and various, um, uh, 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 uh. Now, perfumes. Now, this is Charlie Sheen's daughter, right? I would have no way of knowing. The the one sitting there. Yes, I think so. Because that was the joke when Half Man left. Right. She came on. To be the new Half Man. See, but she's like Charlie Sheen. Right. Loves the ladies. Right. See? Which is pretty funny. I I mean, you gotta give them credit. It's both funny and kind of progressive. You know what? For it is. Men. But you know what I would wonder? And we didn't watch any of it, so I have no way of knowing. I wonder if they made as many herpes jokes about her. Because I bet it doesn't play as well. I can see us as a, as a, as a society, as a culture, having a bias against herpes jokes about women. I don't think uh, that I don't think that two and a half minutes allowed to get hung up on those mores. See, she seems funny. I think I would have liked the show if it was her on there, especially if she was giving those other guys a lot of. We'll guff. never know. We'll never know. That's what he did. Now comes a parade of characters that neither the people doing this podcast or presumably the people listening to this podcast have ever seen. It's a really crazy. It's really crazy because if you never I don't know if these are in jokes or not. Is that sex positive? I, I literally don't know if that's like progressive or not. I'm just glad they stopped making herpes jokes and moved on to chlamydia. Now, I don't know Ellen personally. I don't think she's in the habit of sending uh, unemployed lesbians uh, money. Yeah. 
Now, see, maybe that, see, we can have, that's a problem. That joke's a problem. Oh, the Ellen joke? Mm-hmm. Just assuming that all lesbian actors are in a cabal. Where they send each other money? Are you a lesbian actress listening to this? Is that really the way things work? Please has, let us know. Has Ellen ever sent you a check? Has Ellen sent you a check, lesbian actress listening at home? Now, don't get me wrong. Ellen seems like an incredibly nice person who probably mm-hmm. would send people money if she thought they needed it. If they thought if she thought they needed it. There's your key, Sydney. She's not going to just higgledy-piggledy send checks out to folks. Did you? There's another, like, in-joke. Yeah, from Cooch. Really wanting out of this old show. Which, like, this is the thing about this episode. The reason I actually want to do this. It's insane. In a way that, like... I really genuinely respect. I think most of the show is probably miserable. If the show had been like upping the ante like this on the crazy constantly, oh, now it's just a CG animated sequence. Yeah, here it is. With Pepe Le Pew in there because so, it's France. So. And a mime. See, that's what sucks about the show, though. Like, oh, we have Pepe Le Pew and a mime in our France section. Like, okay. <laughs> not, okay. Is that upsetting anyone? Get it? Because he likes drugs. Because he likes drugs. He sucked up the cocaine. But it wasn't cocaine. It, it was, was sugar. sugar. And apparently he's just a chimpanzee. He doesn't know the difference. Oh, a French maid. Are you not? Is that a French goat? That one I don't know. It's a, That's not a stereotype that I'm aware of. That's a, a new stereotype that Chuck Lorre invented. If you're still wondering whether or not Charlie Sheen appears in this episode, you may you may be starting to lean towards no at this point. But, you know, he's got a crazy sense of humor. So it's hard to say. Why are they animated? That, again, upping the ante on the crazy. Like. You know, I saw her. I don't know this actress's name, but she was at the Thrilling Adventure Hour when I saw uh, it at the Sketchfest. Did you, did you talk to her? I didn't. The only person I talked to afterwards was Busy Phillips. Because what's up, Dawson's Creek rep? That's right. What did you say? I yeah, I can't believe that they never told her about Eve. Her did you say missing like, sister? Did, did you say I I love Dawson's Creek and like I really love your work? No, I literally just asked about that one Dawson's Creek plot hole, and she stared at me blankly and asked me to leave. Did this really security. happen? Busy Phillips was there. Okay, that much no. I can confirm. Okay, this I believe.
Really? Really? Was that what this show was about the whole time? Because if so, I am buying some DVD box sets. <laughs> Charlie's a free-swinging guy out on the town. Just a regular single dude. Loves the ladies, has sex with goats, and loves a good Cohiba cigar. What? Excuse me? Can we back up to the part where he had what sex with goats? What was the thing with, about the goats there? You what heard did, me. Did he he just loves his Cohiba cigar. No, you said something about a goat. He loves the ladies. That's occasional Wait. sex with goats. Hold on. But what kind of sexually transmitted infection does the goat have? Are we going to cover that? Uh, maybe that maybe that's a possible episode. Hold on. I'm going to come up with a goat sexually transmitted disease. Watch two and a half minutes for a second and I'll get back with you. Bahamidia. And that's the end for her, I guess. She's done. Seri- that's a series wrap on Mom, everybody. Let's hear it from Mom. So just to be... I, I just want to double back because we've been talking a lot on what's happening. These... Now, okay, if you weren't around in 2011, 12? I don't know. It's whatever point I started following Charlie Sheen on Twitter and for some reason haven't stopped. Sweet three-week period where we as a nation had an ill-advised obsession with Charlie Sheen. Uh, Charlie Sheen was saying a lot of the things that were just referenced there, like talking about tiger's blood and something-somethings of truth. Uh Oh, hey, guys. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Arnold Schwarzenegger, welcome to Two and a Half Men. I bet you're like, I bet this is the only celebrity guest guest appearance in this episode. Oh, mon <laughs> You'd frere. be wrong. You'd be wrong. Don't put money on that. Whatever. Pretty good. I'll give it to him. That's a pretty good gag. Just literally deconstructing the show that was on television. Like, that's what's happening right now. They're literally talking about the show that they are on. This is some, like, characters in search of an author, Louis, uh, Louis Pirandello stuff. I, If the show had been this the entire time, maybe it was. That's what scares me. Do I have to go back and watch 12 seasons of Two and a Half it, Men? Let's just, come on. We know in our hearts it wasn't. Don't worry about it. Now, do you think like Chuck Lorre is just really good friends with some of these people? I think they heard that Taffin was rapping and they th- thought, I gotta be a part of that. That would be my theory. I mean, do, you, do you think this is one of those shows, you know, sometimes there are shows or like movies, I think, where like 
as the viewing public, maybe we don't appreciate it as much, but in Hollywood, it's really well liked. Do you think maybe like, like, like all famous people love Taffman and then the rest of us are like, what? Like The Wire or The Muppets? Did you just insinuate that everyone doesn't love The Muppets? No, but you know what I meant. Honey, everyone loves The Muppets. What is wrong with you? I think that's about the show. I literally don't know. Now, Arnold Schwarzenegger, former governor of California, is currently recapping the uh, prior 25 minutes that you've been watching. In case you dozed off, here's a quick recap of the plot. Also, I'll be back. That was a great Arnold Schwarzenegger impression Thanks. there, honey. Thanks. That Arnold Schwarzenegger impression brought to you by Old Fashioned. Now do an impression of him making like some, I don't know, some uh, declarations as governor, like doing some public policy talks. Okay. Like We must increase our access to farmer's markets. <laughs> no more food deserts. Please ration your water. There's a drought. It's pretty bad. <laughs> that was a great impression you just did. I mean, you're just... Why would they not? What they should have done about this episode, seriously, is just like put up some uh, uh, like choir music stands and just do readers theater direct address to the audience, like directly staring at the audience, making them confront what they've been doing for twelve years. But honey, I think we're the haters. Wait, wait, wait! This is a really good, really good joke. Real no, like a really good joke coming up. That here, here, this <gasps> slay me the first time uh, I heard it. There's Taff Man. He's the half man that left the show and hated it because he thought Jesus would approve. Right. We got another great reference coming up. By the so way, they must have given him a lot of money, right? Uh, fair point. That's a good joke, actually. Oh. That is a that is a good joke. Is that okay? I think it's okay. Here it goes. That's a good joke. Where'd you get him? Target. That that's the kind of humor. That the whole jokes to me. around Taffman were that he it's that he was dumb, right? Like that yeah. was the whole joke. He's not smart. Get, they, see, they keep saying two and a half. Do you get that? Two and a half. Million. Million. Get it? It's a reference to the show. Two and a half men. <laughs> I've spilled my cocktail. Luckily, it was almost ice. All ice at this point. Wait, wait, wait. Here it comes.
I need a towel. Can you keep talking? Thank you. Sorry, I couldn't talk because Justin left the door open where we're recording our show and our daughter is sleeping in the other room. So I've been frantically gesturing at him to shut it. See, that's the, that's the whole thing. Like, he has kids. Like, that's his dad. And, oh, gee, he just made a joke, a pole dancer, no, a Japanese dancer. I just got it. What was it? What was the gag? I just got it. He said his wife's a dancer, and he said a pole dancer, and he said no, Japanese. I don't get it. Oh. Okay, that's pretty good. I just got it. But that was his whole. That was the half man of two and a half. That's all his men, and that was it. That was the whole parting salvo. I think that's somebody who's married or something to him, or was married to him. I keep, uh, if you hear some background noise, that was me shutting the door. Not because we're worried about waking up our baby, but we're, we're worried about her being uh, asleep and having some sort of lingering memory of her parents talking about the finale of Two and a Half yeah. Men. I mean, that's the good thing is she's she's never going to remember that Two and a Half Men was on television. <laughs> Think about that. She'll live in a world free of Two and a Half Men. Ladies and gentlemen, Judy Greer. Here's another great celebrity cameo coming up. Uh, you could guess for a million years and not know who it is, unless this is a callback to some other prior series gag, in which case I'm sorry. Do you think he really answers the phone that way? I would give anything. If I were John Stamos, I would answer the phone that way. By the way, John Stamos, it would be great if you would age at some point. That would really make me feel really good. I'd rather him not. Just keep on selling me yogurt on television. Now, who is this? No clue. This scene, as someone who didn't watch the show, is especially baffling. I leave it to you to enjoy. Yeah, I don't know why that girl was famous, and I don't know why this girl's a queen. Is this what you would do if you thought your death was imminent? Would you call... Awkward conversations with yeah, exes? Every every girl you ever slept with and and tell them goodbye 
Um, no, that would not be high on my list. I think if it was high on your list, that's a pretty sad commentary on how you how things have shaken out for you. That's just a really bummer. Like, that's a horrible way to spend your last hours on Earth. I think just talking to awkward conversations with with people you left with on bad terms. Now, I remember her. I think they were married too. Wasn't she on Ally McBeal? You would have to answer that question. I, think I would she have w- no way of knowing. I think she was on Ally McBeal. I'm fairly certain. I could be making that up. But I really think she was. That was a good show. Do you ever watch Ally McBeal? You want to talk about that instead? <laughs> Can we talk about that? No. Because... There was more we, than just the dancing baby, is all I'm saying. Like, it was a quality program. Uh, we are coming up on the end of this episode, and it is so absolutely full-blown insane that I almost wanted to pass without comment, but I'm we are probably going to keep, still keep commenting. Just to recap the story again, because we've been talking a lot. Oh, wait. First, we have this last magical celebrity cameo before we can wrap the episode. They caught him. They caught someone very close to his description. I think that's John McCain back there. You know, you know, one of the funny stories, Sydney, uh, they actually didn't know if they were going to cancel the show or not, but then once Christian Slater appeared on it, they legally had to. <laughs> and I won't have you speaking ill of Christian Slater. He's just had a bad record with TV shows. I'm just saying that he gets a free pass for life because of Heathers. That's all he needed to do? That's oh. it. I mean, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, friends, here we are. This is the reason, the next three minutes or so, is the reason that I will hold this up against any TV series finale. It is the most amazing, meta, absolutely insane ending to any television program ever. Even the one, uh, even the Seinfeld, where they all ended up in jail, could not be crazier than the ending of this episode. Or more incomprehensible. Like, you would think maybe the ending of Lost. Like, what was all that all about? No? No. This is this is even further out there. In the Battlestar Galactica, where well, I'm not going to spoil it. I mean, that's don't actual, ruin Battlestar Galactica. That's an actual for good the show. Yeah, but if it's you haven't watched wild. it, like, go watch it's it. It's pretty wild too. Doesn't hold a candle. Doesn't hold a fracking candle. Imminently more satisfying than Lost, though. The end yeah. of this one, I think. Oh yeah, this is a perfect. Sir, I mean, it is in the. If you approach art on its own terms and you view this show for what it aimed to be, did you it just... is the perfect it is the perfect ending. Wait, did okay, you well, someone's having a piano delivered by helicopter in the middle of the night. You called this show art. It is this episode of the show is absolutely a work of art. Wait, <sighs> wait, hold on, please just like let's just absorb the next minute or so. It's perfect. Is that Charlie Sheen? No way. 
wait for it. Like there it is. The best there it is. thing that has ever been on television. Are you kidding me? The last shot of the show is Charlie Sheen's character being killed and then the creator of the show steps from the bubble of we the pull back is pulled inside his own series only to be instantly killed. What? I mean, I can't say I'm like sad. No, I'm not sad. It's perfect. It's the perfect ending to this series. Uh, you should pause it, by the way, uh, on that on that little bit. It tells you exactly what happens uh, and how that whole event shook out. They did that, try to get Charlie Sheen. He just yeah, wasn't yeah, into it. Yeah, recap it for him there, Justin. Yeah, they, they wanted to get Charlie Sheen. They told him the ending, uh, and he didn't think it was funny, so they dropped a piano on him. It would have been, by the way, if anybody involved in this scenario had a sense of humor, uh, Charlie Sheen should have come back. It would have been amazing. But what happened was actually more amazing because it was so, it was just, I mean, it was the work of people who didn't care, but in a way they cared so much to make the exact right, like it wasn't phoned in. It's the craziest way that show could have possibly ended. Well, and it didn't have a sense of humor, but I think that that's true to the nature of Two and a Half Men. Why would they start, you know, being funny? Why start being funny now? Now, when they haven't... I'll stand by that target gag, by the way. The entire 12... Um, 12 years. 12 years. My sister has been alive 14 years, and 12 Mm -hmm. of them, Two and a Half Men, have been on TV. She does not know a world without Two and a Half Men. I mean, thank goodness now she did. now she can really start now living. She now she's free of the <laughs> the <laughs> shackles of two and a half I'm 14, men. But uh, uh, no, officer, I'm I'm seventeen, but in a way, I'm three because my life did not truly begin until two and a half men. <laughs> By the way, this happened to us last time we recorded the show. Uh, we got a lot of people telling us that it used to be better. Not interested. Listen, I started watching when I started watching. I know how it was. Uh, at the beginning of the Coocher years. And I know, and it was very bad. I know how this episode was, and it's amazing. Yes. No, I still think it's bad. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go down that road with you. Um, Thank you for uh, donating to the Maximum Fun Network. What? It was funny. You think that episode was funny? No, I think it was, I don't think it was funny. I don't think it was, you know, I think talking about it's funny. Okay. Thank you for joining the Maximum Fun Network. Uh, we really, really appreciate you. Thank you for <laughs> hanging out with us as we watch this uh, amazing episode of And I'm sorry. Most of all, I'm just really sorry. Please and don't take back the money you donated. Don't take back the money Please. you donated. We need it for our baby. She doesn't all... know what we're doing at night to make money for her. Don't ever let her know. And until the next time, I'm Charlie Sheen. No, no, I'm Sydney McRoy and you're Justin. Charlie Sheen.